Let's all go to the lobby. 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 To get ourselves a treat. Hello everyone and welcome back to Cinema Shakedown, a weekly podcast that functions as a grab bag for all things film. I'm your host, Kyle Craigbaum, and Jordan is once again out of town. So we have back, who is now a regularly recurring guest, Mr. Harsh Jaswal. You know, at this point, I think Jordan needs to, needs to watch his step. <laughs> I'm going for a spot now. And, uh, and this week, we will be diving into the Conjuring trilogy, because the third film, The Conjuring, The Devil Made Me Do It, just released this weekend. So we will be, uh, be taking a, a, a journey there. A deep dive into the world of The Conjuring, James Wan's The Conjuring Universe. <laughs> uh, before we get into that, how are you doing, Harsh? Um, good. I just gotta say, I think this vaccine was a big mistake. I hate movie theaters. <laughs> I hate people. Okay, yeah. We also stayed inside. <laughs> we, we, can, we can talk about this now because I don't want to talk about it during the review. Our audience was awful. Just like, I fucking hate people so much. There was one girl in the back row. Screaming bullshit for no fucking reason at all. I... <laughs> She was just talking out loud. There was someone who immediately who had started their phone <laughs> all the way up, shining right in my eye. There was uh, there was people walking in and out with every, their phone flashlights on. Every jump scare you hear, God damn, <laughs> like some bullshit like that. I yeah, just, I uh, think the vaccine was a mistake. We should have stuck to HBO Max with this one, but you know we went to the theater. And we, uh... We just wanted a theater experience. <laughs> I don't know if it was worth it. I don't know when I'm coming back <laughs> to the theater. <laughs> um, but. Jesus Christ. <laughs> um, before we get into the review for The Conjuring films, I want to give a quick shout-out to Bo Burnham's Inside. Oh, yeah. Because I've watched it three times <laughs> since it's ca- it came out on Sunday. And it is my favorite piece of art released in any form in the last couple of years. It is great. It is um, great. I think that Bo has made a piece of art by himself. He's basically made a, a film <laughs> by himself in his room. <laughs> He's like able to replicate different music video styles by himself with lighting. Extremely and vulnerable. Extremely vulnerable. And it's basically a character study of a man losing his mind. Yeah. I loved it. I, oh, yeah. I think I think everyone everyone should watch it. Just be prepared. It's not your normal comedy special. Oh yeah, it's and very funny sometimes, but it's sometimes also, yeah. It's not. It's, yeah. I won't even call it a comedy. No, no, but it whatever it is, it's the best thing I've watched all year. Yeah, definitely check it out. Absolutely, ten out of ten. Mm-hmm. You want to dive into these? Yeah. You want to get into these fucking movies? You can give the plot synopsis because. I honestly don't remember the plot of the first one too well. Okay. Uh, it's where right. scary things happen and they run around <laughs> with a cross. <laughs> all right. So so let's dive into uh, 2013's The Conjuring, directed by James Wan. He was, he was off hot off the Insidious films, I believe. He did the first two of those. And then went into this. And in the years since, it's definitely built up a following. It is considered a modern horror classic by a, by a lot of people. This one, this one follows 
it's based on a true story <laughs> loosely as, loo- as loosely as I can say because the real life people are <laughs> con artists <laughs> uh, but it's based on a true story involving two paranormal investigators Ed and Lorraine Warren they they investigated a lot of the big uh, paranormal events throughout the the 60s 70s and 80s including uh, Amityville and, and, and a few others and this this one revolves around a family. They move into a, a farmhouse and and weird shit starts happening. So they're they're brought in. Um, they like they give lectures at, at like schools about the paranormal. Like experts on the supernatural. And then, and then they go to people's houses and usually they can find like a um, a reason for why it's happening. It's just like a, a, a leaky pipe, like making like the floorboards creak or something like that. But then they, they get called into this one and, and shit go wild. <laughs> shit goes wild. And it is, it's a, it's a horror film. Yeah. I realized watching these conjuring movies that like supernatural horror just doesn't scare me. I find no. it more interesting and cool the way it's directed, the way like everything's presented, I find it very fascinating, but it just doesn't get to me. But like I wish it scared me. Like I was trying to get into it. It just never landed. But I I, I can see why people find this like super horrifying. It's just not my kind of horror, but I appreciate what uh what I was going for. I I agree with you. I I'm more creeped out by by quiet than I am loud noises. Mm-hmm. That's always so. I find the the first f- act of the first film to be the creepiest part because there aren't those loud jump scares. It's a lot of steady, slow buildup. Mm-hmm. When the actual jump scares start, I I don't I'm not scared anymore. I can appreciate I can appreciate how it's crafted, mm-hmm. but I'm I'm like you. Yeah, and like right from the start, like the very first shot, I believe is like the one take of the family moving into the house yeah. and it's super energetic. And I found that really interesting because it's like contrasting with what horror usually goes. It's like small and quiet and just like steady shots. But this one is like going all over the place with its camera movements, really creative ways of just moving the camera in general. I really like that. I think at its heart, this is a very conventional horror film, but it is elevated Mm-hmm. by James Wan's direction. It's very energetic. Oh, yeah. And yeah, that shot, I love how it maps out the geography of the house so you mm-hmm. know exactly where yeah. where everything is located. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's very clever. He uses a lot of long takes. But yeah, the camera work throughout is oh, very yeah. impressive. Really great, really Very great. impressive. There's a shot that stands out to me where the girl, she heard something under her bed and, and she's flipped. And so the camera flips upside down oh, with her as it like follows. Great. I was like, that's awesome. Yeah, 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 it's a very cool way to do it. Another one of James Wan's strengths is he usually gets good performances out of his yeah, cast. Yeah, the leads, um, Vera Farmiga and Patrick Wilson, they were like the best part of the movie. They're good in every, all three of these movies. Yeah, they, they do a good job. I think, I think the weakest link in this first film is the dad. Uh, Ron, Ron Livingston, Livingston is the actor. I just found him to be like generic and very. I I found the the family itself to be pretty yeah, generic. I didn't really care for the family. The mom. I, I think she was really a good actress. I she think... was fine. I felt like what she had was okay. It felt very generic. Like oh, I'm like because towards the end of the movie, she has to like 
you know, f- like fight within. It's like, oh, my kids, I'm fighting for them. I was like, I know okay. Joey King was one of the kids. Yeah, like the kids. She was like, good. I, they were like fucking five kids. I was like, Jesus yeah. Christ. Um, they were all okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, I again. So I, I really like the first act and what it builds to, like where where the first time you see that chaos is when the mom gets like pushed down the basement oh, stairs yeah, cool. and shit just starts going crazy upstairs. I thought that was awesome. There's a sag in the middle of this movie. Okay, it lulls. It lulls for a while. They they introduce these side characters that don't add anything. Do anything. They're just there. Um, and like the investigation period itself, like. There's not a lot there, and then it picks up again with the with the exor- the exorcism scene at the end, yeah. which is again energetic. But you pointed out it's kind of shot like an action movie, and it's really like I don't know, it kind of took me out because I didn't find it at, at all scary. It just no. felt very um, no, not even suspenseful. I was just like just watching. I was like, oh, okay. I was just like taken aback just because mm-hmm. like you see this woman, she's floating in the air with demons and spirits around her and then the camera's just doing a 360 while the lights are just going off it's like huh a very interesting way to go i don't think it landed with me but mm-hmm. i can see why other people like were like gravitated towards it. sure i can see why this one's a hit especially in theaters and crowds of people the, some of the jump scares are he presents them in a very creative way mm-hmm. and it's almost like Going back and watching this movie, it feels a little more cliched now because so many movies have copied it since. Mm-hmm. But I think at the time, it was pretty different for in terms of mm-hmm. style. It also feels like horror, like to the highest degree, like to like the mass audience. It's like how can we appeal to the most amount of people mm-hmm. without making it feel like going to like a horror niche mm-hmm. and that's why i feel like so many people go towards it just because it's yeah. not super scary but it's just enough where people can get creeped out by it and like you can feel like the like the scope of it right and i, I really like that what james wan was doing with that for sure i think he goes a little more niche in the in the second film and that's, I like and that's why and that's one. why yeah. some people like it less most people like mm-hmm. it has lower reviews mm-hmm. but but this one, yeah, it's like a, a horror movie made for the masses, and I think it works. The, it works because it's it's a it's a a decent movie overall. Looking back at it, it's well again well shot, well acted, well presented. Um, it's it's cheesy. Oh yeah, <laughs> it's super cheesy. The, uh, there's some scenes where Ed and Lorraine are talking about like love and whatever <laughs> and God and. Like the music is so goddamn sappy, and <laughs> it uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, you just kind of got to accept it. Mm-hmm. Um, there's God, we were, I, I mentioned the side characters. There's that cop, he fucking oh, sucks, know, right? he sucks. <laughs> He's just exists to be the the doofus comic relief. It's character. not even funny, comic relief, no, it's, it's just not. annoying. Um, I also. This applies to the first two movies. It's rare to see horror films end on such a positive note. Yeah. It's, I mean, it felt good watching. I was like, oh, okay. But then it's just like, I was just waiting for some, like the little tease, you know, like, yeah. like a little wink at the audience. But no, it just mm-hmm. ends. Oh, I, okay. forgot th- I forgot that the first one starts on like a little, little Annabelle short. Um, oh, with the doll yeah. For the, for, and then it got spun off. Uh, I believe if let me fact check this, the cinematographer of The Conjuring directed uh, Annabelle. Oh, okay. Um, he shouldn't be proud of Annabelle. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but 
Yeah, I don't have much more to say about this one. I think it's a it's a pretty solid horror film overall. I think it'll appeal to a lot of people. You got to accept a lot of dumb shit. <laughs> yeah, and cheesy a moments. lot of dumb shit. Especially like the way they get everyone back together at the climax is really contrived way to like. Like, I remember they, like, pull up to the motel and the kids are like, oh, mom left with the kids. I'm like, we saw that off screen. <laughs> yeah, no, right? It just felt like a really contrived way to get them back in the house for the for the final act. But it's a decent movie. And I understand why people consider it a, a good horror film. It's a good time. I I'd, I'd probably give it a six and a half, honestly. Six and a half, six. Yeah. Run that ballpark. Yeah, it's it's decent. The Conjuring 2. Conjuring 2. That's where it's at. I enjoyed this movie a lot more than the first one. Um, the plot, I mean, kind of the, some, pretty similar to the first one. Very, very similar. Different location, different characters. Very, uh, very similar setup. Uh, this one takes place in, in Enfield, England. It's based on the Enfield haunting. It was a, it was a, big, th- a big publicity thing in the 70s uh, in England. Um... Uh, this family, they have a they have a bad haunting. It is it is crazy, and it was publicized heavily. And Ed and Lorraine get involved, and it, it's it sounds super similar, and it is in that it's a it's a mother, a bunch of kids, mm-hmm. and Ed and Lorraine are just and going. crazy. This movie is wild. Yeah, and I think the reason, the main reason why this movie appeals. To us more than the first ones because the family you care a lot more for them you get yes. a lot more screen time the performances are a lot better the main kid uh whatever her name is she did a very good job very convincing performance of just a scared hopeless madison child. wolf madison wolf she did a great job and the mom she did a really good job too yeah and um and ed and lorraine uh Patrick Wilson and Vera Farmiga. Yeah. You get a lot more screen time with them. Mm-hmm. A lot of setup at the beginning of the movie. Like they don't even go to the like the exorcism. Like an hour like, yeah, I know. And you get a lot of screen time with them and you get really attached to them and their story uh, hits a lot harder. Mm-hmm. Cause when you get to the climax, you you feel more for them. Yeah. And it's just the emotional core of the movie is a lot stronger than the first one. Yeah, I, I agree. And yeah, you care about the family more. It it has the first film's really solid buildup of tension. The camera work is even better in this oh, one. Oh yeah, it looks a lot better. The it, it looks a lot clean. I they they the first one has like this this kind of like yellowish filter over yeah, it. Yeah, the like the seventies look. The seventies, but this one feels a lot more natural in its yeah. color grading, and it and it makes it look. A lot the aesthetic of this movie I like a lot more than the first one. I agree. Um, minus, we'll get to some of the CG. Um, oh, yeah. But, but the, the camera flow is even better. Mm-hmm. He, he These long takes, the, the long take thing specifically, the scene where he's interviewing the girl and his back's turned to her. Oh, and the, the awesome. CG with the, when the little yeah. girl turning to the, awesome. the old man, that was great. Out of focus. It, lo- perfect. it looked great. A long take of him just acting. Loved it. The long take of the kid going into his bed, but then um, hearing noises from the little... That was cool. That was great. And then the little, um, the fire truck. Mm-hmm. I love that little fire truck coming in and out. That was, that, that genuinely scared me. Out of these three movies, that was the only time yeah. it got to me. I think that this movie has a, 
more going on in it mm-hmm. for sure more interesting there's not as much of a lull in the middle of no it. no you're um, like in it like 100 percent of the time because it finds a way in the first film it kind of like forces a connection of ed and lorraine like the reason they need to be there yeah. is super forced in this one it actually feels like they set it up yeah more the like they connect the stories mm-hmm. like oh they have to be at this house and mm-hmm. doing this um the nun this is this is the movie that started the nun oh, yeah. and uh there's a scene with her that with a painting that was great uh, that's awesome one of my favorite scenes very cool um yeah the the acting is is very very good i love the uh, the talk that lorraine has with the daughter on the swing set that was great yeah it's awesome the scene with the crosses flipping upside down. Oh my god, that was, cool. that was so, so cool. Uh, I, I'm like gushing about this movie because I think it's like a blast. It's still fucking cheesy. Oh yeah. Uh, it's still super melodramatic. The music is sometimes <laughs> way too much. I hate in both movies, I don't like when she touches something and sees flashes of like the I felt like she was a superhero <laughs> I was like, like what is this like she sees she sees flashes of like something that we saw two minutes ago <laughs> I know, right? like, I'm like, like I'm like oh. I'm like alright <laughs> cool um yeah it's still a corny ass movie and one of the characters the crooked man is all CG he looks uh CG <laughs> he looks like a Tim Burton character um Although there is a gag with him, like, going through the ceiling and popping oh, out the was, wardrobe. That's cool. really fun. <laughs> That's what I got to say about this movie. It's more fun than the first one. Oh, definitely. Like, I had fun watching yeah. it. For as long as it is, and this movie's longish, it's like two hours and ten it minutes. It feels shorter than the first one. It does. Yeah. It feels the shortest of the trilogy. Mm-hmm. Um, this is the best of the trilogy. Yeah, um, I agree. It's fun. There's There's actual energy uh james wan is just turning up his mm. his techniques to like 11 he's like he's like i'm gonna do these creative jump scares and these weird things and um make it all cheesy and emotional and mm. sentimental which is kind of cool in that like where the girl's hanging out the window at the end oh yeah and she, i like i was like this is good was, yeah i liked it i liked it um it's cheesy but and i understand why people wouldn't like this one as much it's it's much longer much more of a character piece <laughs> but that made me like it more yeah i think that this is a, a pretty good film overall i'd probably give it around like an eight out of ten really yeah yeah i'd give it a seven <laughs> i think this is a solid solid film like out of all the conjuring or the the first three i would watch this one again yeah like i'd go back to this one yeah i agree <laughs> i thought it was a i thought it was a blast <laughs> um and then we get to the new one, the one that just came out today. The de- Conjuring the Devil Made Me Do It. Conjuring the Which, Devil Made didn't, Me Do It. Why didn't they just name it three? Three? I just, uh, why? That title's a mouthful. Not directed by James Wan this yes. time. Uh, Michael uh, Ch- Chavez, I believe. Um, he he was he also directed The Curse of La Llorona. Llorona? I haven't seen it. I didn't see it either. I didn't hear great things about it. Um, but it's one of the spin-off Conjuring films. This one, this one is about a case that happened in the early '80s, um, involving a a man named uh, Arnie Arnie Johnson, who uh, who is possessed. 
again, I have to specify, based on a true story, <laughs> I'm, I'm talking about the movie here. He's possessed, and and while he's possessed, he murders a man, and he's arrested, and is and is put on trial, and they their defense is um, not guilty on account of demonic possession, <laughs> and so they have to try to find proof to exonerate him. Um, this is a a movie. <laughs> this movie's a mess. I I know I think um you know first impressions I enjoyed this one more than you did. Yeah. I thought like on the same level as the first one. I you know the I got into Lorraine and um fuck what the hell is his name? Ed? Ed, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Lorraine and Ed um I like I like them at the beginning and like the very opening scene was great out of like it starts off with a bang it continues that james wan energy of just the camera going wild and just characters floating in the air and fire and wind are just blowing around so much furniture gets destroyed in these <laughs> yeah. movies i i love the opening 10 it was, minutes it was great thought it was awesome it sets up the entire movie like the rest of the movie really well yeah it's like, the best cold open of the series for oh, sure yeah. um yeah it's and i was Honestly, I was into it for the first third, maybe the first half. Mm-hmm. I thought that we were building the, the, the basically what happens in the first one in the first 10 minutes is that a little boy in this family is being possessed or doing an exorcist and the demon gets passed on to uh, his sister's boyfriend, um, who is the guy that ends up killing, um, killing, killing a guy while he's possessed. Mm-hmm. And and I was into all that. I thought that murder scene at the kennel was pretty cool, brutal, very well directed. Yeah. Um, and it's cl- yeah, it's clear like this director in some ways is trying to replicate Juan's style of the flowing camera of the uh, thing, but he's doing his own thing. Usually with the lighting, the lighting like he like flashes oh, red yeah. lights That's and cool. like it looks cool. Mm-hmm. Um, my problem is the script, which loses its fucking mind in the last <laughs> act. I, I also feel a lull in the middle, like the first one. Yeah. I think it kind of... Um, it kind of just loses... It lost me for it a bit. It lost momentum, and I was just waiting for like something to happen. Something does happen! <laughs> the whole scene, like the whole last act of the movie takes place in the basement of the, this like farm area. Yeah. Where um, like some weird demonic um, curse ritual thing is happening. So this one's not... This one is about... This Satanist who curses this family. They say they never explain the reason why because they say it doesn't matter. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. <laughs> uh, like, so like, yeah. This this Satanist is cursing, and throughout this movie, a couple times they visit this this priest or this retired priest played by John Noble, um, and. And it turns out that the Satanist is his daughter. <laughs> but like, what? Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> what? <laughs> then he get this fucking throat slit. I, I said this to you after the movie. The reason that the first two, the reason that I bought the based on a true story more with the first two films is because no one died in it, so it just looked like okay, this could have happened. Not like what they show on film, but. Could have happened in the way that, like, it all wraps up kind yeah. of happily, whatever. This one, this dude gets his throat slit, <laughs> and then by the end, the villain 
like she, she fails to kill the person so the curse like backfires on her and she gets like oh. bent into <laughs> yeah. like a knot and I'm like based on a true story <laughs> and then people are levitating in the midair <laughs> it's like the glass is blowing everywhere mm, okay. and this movie is really it's much more unfocused than the than yeah the it's a little two. all over the place in that the first two focused on the family and then Ed and Lorraine. This one, Ed and Lorraine, and then this part of the family, and this part of the family, mm-hmm. him in prison. And then another murder that's happening and then in another priest. State. Yeah, yeah, and then this murder. That scene was out of place. I, I don't mm. think you needed, like, another set of people. No. Um, and for some reason, they, they it's a scene in the woods, but it looked like it was against a green screen. Oh, yeah. Like, I was like, you couldn't just shoot it outside? (laughs) Um, In the scene with Vera Farmiga, like, stabbing air, she's, like, mimicking, like, her vision. Yeah. It just looked, like, so fucking stupid. They did it better in Conjuring 2 when she's shooting the family. Yeah, that that was scary. But this one just looks stupid. Yeah. She was just stabbing air. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Vera Vera Farmiga can only do so much when they give her stab air 22 times. Um, and then almost run off a cliff. <laughs> that only existed for a trailer moment. Oh, yeah. Because uh, that's how the trailer ends. Again, I don't hate this movie. I like what he does with the style. Even during the last act, when the story has completely lost its mind, I still think it does some cool stylistic mm-hmm. things with the with the lighting and the... Camera work is really cool. Some characters get, like, possessed, and they're, like, seeing something differently than is happening, and they do some cool things there. I like that throughout, whenever one character would see, like, a monster, but in reality it would be, like, someone like that the, they cared about. The first time they did it with uh, Pab, with Ed, I, it got me the first time. Yeah. I was like, oh. That was cool. I was like, I was like okay. Um... I like what they did with Ed's character, making him physically, like, weak and not being able to... Like mm-hmm. comfort uh, his wife 100% of the time mm-hmm. and just him feeling kind of useless and hopeless yeah. here and there and it made me care for him even more okay. so when you get to the third act and he's just like losing his mind and he's goes like, full shining full shining they, yeah. they make a they make an explicit reference to the shining with a with a shot of him <laughs> dragging the uh, sledgehammer on the ground it like it tracks <laughs> Um, there's also an Exorcist reference in the in the first five minutes. They're referencing some some classics here. They're uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, and yeah, I like what they do with Ed. I like I always like Ed and Lorraine. I just thought that this movie was was messy, mm-hmm. and like I wish it was more focused because conceptually there's some really cool concepts that I don't think were as fleshed out as I wanted them to be because it kept going back and like focusing on if you just trimmed some story lines here and there this movie could have been a lot more focused and a lot more and this one also seems like it's having a happy ending it's like aww and then like text comes up like yeah this dude was found guilty <laughs> <laughs> you guys failed hey, know, but then right? it ends with them dancing and I was like what? <laughs> We're not dancing. Just like hugging, yeah, kissing, hug, or whatever. hugging and kissing. I was thinking of the second movie there, mm-hmm. but like I was like, okay, happy <laughs> ending for that guy. <laughs> um, I, I think in real life they're full of shit. Out of the rain. I think they're full of fucking shit. They just get royalties from these movies. They're dead now. <laughs> <laughs> they're fucking kids. <laughs> yeah. Um. But she, right. she, apparently she has a cameo in the first movie. 
which I was it a grave? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, she was alive at that uh, time. <laughs> she died in 2019. Oh, really? Uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, what? What do you? I feel like I've been talking this whole time. What'd you think of this one? This one, it was messy, but I had a good time. It was kind of fucking wild, but I liked it just because of how absurd it was here and there. Just like um, the supernatural, like it just went even more crazy with just characters just going apeshit. I was like, oh, this is cool. And um, I liked it more, I think, than the first one, but that might be just because I got out of the movie. Maybe if I give it a little more time, I... I like it a little less, but overall, I thought this movie was it was enjoyable, but definitely not as focused as it should be. Yeah, I, I'm feeling like I for a while I was like I was decently high, mm-hmm. but now I'm like a five point seven. Uh, yeah, I was gonna say like five and a half, but uh, it'll probably change. Yeah, in a few days. Yeah, this one is. You don't need to. I, I, well, I mean, if you have HBO Max, it's it's on there. So, yeah. And if you like the first two, I mean, give it a watch. It's not like an awful film. No, no, no. It's it, competently. This made. isn't a. Ter- it's a competently directed, well acted film. It's just it's messier than the first two. Out of all of them, the first two are on Netflix. Mm-hmm. I recommend watching the second one. The first two. Yeah. Whatever. Everyone's seen these movies. I don't know what I'm talking. <laughs> about. This one will make a lot of money. I think. Um, all these, all these fucking Conjuring movies. And they'll probably end up making a fourth one. I'm sure. The highest grossing movie of this series is The Nun. The Nun, the fuck? Yeah, right? <laughs> That's what I'm saying. That movie sucked. Uh, I don't ha- have any interest in more Conjuring movies. Yeah, right? I, if they ended here, that would be Because great. James Wan's not going to do them. James Wan was the one, like... I, he, who, I saw who he... Made, he did like the story for this one, and he helped produce it. But that I yeah. think that's just because this was like his. Yeah. You know, his. He did the iteration. story for the Saw movies, uh, the first few after oh, okay. he, after he directed. I think he sticks with it. He's like in spirit uh-huh. for a while, and then he's like, "I'm going to do Aquaman too." I have a feeling they're doing the same. Yeah, the same thing with the Conjuring. He's just gonna slowly break away from James Wan's ideas. Yeah, and um, it's a universe now. The Conjuring cinematic universe. <laughs> Everything's a fucking universe now, mm-hmm. isn't it? Anyway. That's a rant. <laughs> if you go to theaters, don't be a shithead. <laughs> uh, plug away, Harsh. Where can um, people find you? Um, you can find me on uh, Letterbox at Harsh Jaswell, and you can find me on Instagram, same name. Yeah. Uh, you guys can follow the podcast on Twitter and Instagram at Cinema Shakedown, and you can follow me personally on Twitter and Letterbox at Kyle Kraubaum. That's K R I E G H. B-A-U-M. Next week, we will be covering... What the fuck comes out next week? Um, <laughs> In the Heights. In the Heights comes out next week. We will be talking about In the Heights. We have a guest on for that one. It's going to be a good time, so stay tuned for that. And have a good day. <laughs>